Hi, this is Cameron. And I'm Jorge Luis. And today we have the Bishop of Upper South Carolina with us. Let's hear his incredible perspective and let's start now. Hopecast. Learning about the life and mission of education equals hope. Welcome to the Education Equals Hope Hopecast. I'm Cameron Graham Vivanco. And I am Jorge Luis Rodriguez. I'm the co-founder of Equals H and the director of the program here in Ecuador. And I am the coordinator of teams and training for Equals H in Ecuador as well. Education Equals Hope exists to provide for the education of those in desperate and difficult situations. And our main goal for this podcast is to keep you, our dear listeners, supporters, and friends all over the world informed as to what is happening here in Ecuador with our ministry. Because we can't do it without you. Absolutely. And there's so much happening right now. Yes. Why are you so happy, Cameron? Because <laughs> humor makes me happy. Yeah, that's true. Some humorous things have recently <laughs> happened in the last 30 seconds before the podcast started. So let's just jump right into that. <laughs> um, one of the humorous things is that we have a special guest today. Um, it is the Right Reverend Daniel, I don't, Paul, Daniel yeah. Paul Richards. Um, he is the, I was going to say the presiding bishop of Upper South Carolina. I've lost all of my decorum. I'm going to pull this back together. He is the uh, the bishop of Upper South Carolina, and mm -hmm. we are thrilled to have him here. Welcome. We are. Thank you. It's good to be with you. <laughs> um, bishop Daniel, would you please share a little bit about he, you? Who are you? Why are you here? How did you get here? That's a great question. <laughs> I was I was born in Mississippi and um, but spent most of my ministry life in Arizona and a few years in in California a few years in Michigan but mostly in Arizona been involved in short-term missions both as a as a youth member as a youth leader in the Southern Baptist Church and then <gasps> I know and then I and then I saw the light and I came to the Episcopal Church <laughs> and um, it was Once I came into the Episcopal Church, one of the first things I did was took a group of college kids down to Belize, uh, both to live with the families in a small village and also to do work in the community. And so Short Terms Missions has been uh, integral to my life and ministry ever since. And that was, what, 20, 23, 24 years ago now. Mm -hmm. And so it just it becomes such a key part of how you understand what God is doing in the world and helps us to actually see a much bigger picture of God's relationship to humanity, hopefully. Here, here. Here, here. So how long have you been in Upper South Carolina? One year in, in two weeks. In two weeks. Yeah, I was consecrated in late February. I started in January 1st, so it's been about a little over a year, I guess. Mm -hmm. Very little over a year. And he's already come to Ecuador, people. He's in Ecuador. We're recording in Ecuador. This is not Zoom. This is live. That's right. This made my list of things I have to do in the first year. That That is exciting, and we are very, very thankful for that. Um, anything else you want to give as context or background before we jump into our questions? Well, the, our diocese has had such a long and fruitful relationships on both sides, both um, being able to do ministry, and we were just in a church last night where lots of names from people in our diocese are on the wall. Literally written on the wall. <laughs> Literally written on the wall. And, and also 
I have heard stories and seen lives transformed by for the people in our diocese who have come here to do short-term missions, who have been involved with E equals H, who have been involved uh, here in Ecuador. It's, it's actually really amazing. And we are also involved really deeply over the last 40, 50 years now in, in Haiti, mm-hmm. um, both in a site away from in Kant, another village away from E equals H, but also in the southern part of the state for many years uh, with E equals H. And I think uh, Joyce, who's a coordinator of that ministry, will be on one of the podcasts soon. Indeed, because mm-hmm. she is also here with us in Ecuador as well, which um, this has kind of been an all-star team. It's really fun. We have Bishop Daniel. We have uh, Bishop Benjamin, who is from a different denomination, but a bishop nonetheless, uh, from the country of Kenya, and Joyce, uh, who, who he runs all the Equals H programs in Kenya, and Joyce, of course, in Haiti. And so it's just been really fun to to cross-pollinate. Yes, and, and getting to be here with Bishop Juan Carlos um, here in Ecuador, Central, who is a dear friend, he's in the College of Bishops, or as we like to call it, Baby Bishop School. Um, <laughs> Check out me. Juan Carlos's Facebook post to see ba- the Baby Bishops together. Yeah, it's he's he and he and his wife Wendy are, I think, absolutely phenomenal. They'll be great for the diocese here, but also selfishly wanting um, to deepen the relationship because of what I know. The minute doing ministry in a place away from home opens your eyes and your life up to Christ in ways that it's hard to replicate through anything else that we do. Mm. Um, Tell us more about that. How does short-term mission affect the life of a disciple of Jesus? I think a lot depends on the attitude that you come into this with. So if you're coming thinking that you are going to bring Jesus there is a piece of that that is true and a piece of that <laughs> that is uh, an opening to some pretty terrible corruption, which we've all seen in the relationship through colonialism, post-colonialism, uh, with relationships with countries around the world. And so becoming with the idea that you are a host to the person of Christ, but you are also coming to be hosted and so part of coming is discovering where God is at work in a new place, in a people that may be unfamiliar, in a language that may be unfamiliar, and to see ministry done in contexts that are very different from the context in which you live. Mm-hmm. And you can do that in the States. You could travel to another part of the country. Uh, I know lots of folks go to Native American res- reservations or they go to the Appalachians. But coming to a country where not only is there a profound faith already at work, but there are churches and there are ministry sites that are actively doing the work. So part of what's nice about coming into this type of short-term mission work is you don't really get to live with the delusion that you have Jesus in a very unique way. Hmm. You have to be face-to-face with the fact that Jesus is here long before you. As Eugene Peterson says, all our prayers are joining in um, because God is already at work. Mm-hmm. and. So to be hosted by people who are also in the journey of faith and who are going to let you come into their homes, into their lives, into their churches, into their ministries, it widens your vision for who is a child of God. And in my understanding of the scriptures, every human being is created to be a child of God. Mm -hmm. And my job is just to love you until you know who you are. Hmm. 
And so to come into places where people are putting action to that love in ways and in contexts where I just don't do that in my office in Columbia, South Carolina, or in my diocese in the same way. Um, one of the, the church we were in last night has a little store to support the ministry of the church. Mm-hmm. And I was like, that's really neat. And then I'm thinking about being involved in the economy and this is very poor neighborhood. And immediately the next sentence from the priest's mouth in Spanish, which I'm not even going to begin to try. <laughs> you can do it. You can do it. Um, she said, no, the prices are very economical because this is a ministry. And we don't, we don't want to cut people off. And so that in the life of a disciple of Christ going away from home to do this kind of missions work can awaken you to the ways that God is at work in contexts and in people and in ways that you don't see every day. And, and hopefully that enlarges the world that we live in. Mm-hmm. It enlarges the humanity that we recognize God in. And, and I think in a profound way, it, it's humbling in the best sense, is mm-hmm. it puts earth under the work that you do. And I... I mean, I can't say enough. And I've seen the results of that in the folks in my diocese. Um, family names up on that wall of people that I know are strong, strong people of faith who, who were here as teenagers and now are going off to seminary and working in churches. And wow. it's just, I think that's, I think the impact of that for us as a diocese is as powerful maybe as any of the work that we've um, supported and been a part of here. And, that, and we've been here a long time through the Vivancos and E equals H. Um, I'm totally taking credit for them, even though they are connected to other dioceses <laughs> and churches. Uh, for our diocese, we want all the credit. Because <laughs> it is about the credit. It, it is about the credit. <laughs> yeah, we need, to, we need to corner that off. No, I think with Laura that said that, and I know that you agree and I know you're playing, but that so much, um, so much good can be done if we don't care who gets the credit. Yes. And so it's just a, a privilege and a gift to get to, to partner with all the people that have come alongside us. But Upper South Carolina is our home in sending diocese, and it's where the, the bulk of our support um, and relationships are, and it's that's a huge gift. So we'll let, we'll, we'll let you put our name up on, you know, all right. on a piece of paper somewhere or something. On a website. That's where I really want it. <laughs> on a website. <laughs> <clears throat> but this week we've been traveling uh, with Bishop Ben uh, from Kenya, and who I hope that you'll hear from. His his churches stretch over several countries, five different countries in East Africa. Um, and and being with Juan Carlos, one of the things that people have commented on in seeing us together is that there is this love and camaraderie. Um, because in, I think, all three of our lives from very different stories of ministry, there is that real sense that God is at work in this other person. Isn't that amazing? as opposed to the idea of, I need to get the credit, isn't mm-hmm. what we do amazing. It's like, no, God is amazing. Here, here. And the people that God are working through mm-hmm. are amazing. Um, you said something that I would love to, to ask you a follow-up question on, and that would be like, how have you seen God at work? You said that um, a, a few moments ago that just getting to see God at work, and what does that what does that look like for the person who is going through their normal daily life at home and and the the fun the fun things the coincidences the god incidences the how how do you how do you determine the fingerprints of god how do you know when it's 
just because you're in a good mood and like all these things just happen to line up and when it's God moving in your life. Yeah, I think when I get more stuff, um, that's when I know that God is at work. <laughs> um, oh, wait. I'm, I didn't, I wasn't supposed to say that out loud. Oh, my no, gosh. Okay. <laughs> I so enjoy dry humor, and this has just been a gift <laughs> this week. I. Mm, I hope my brother listens to the podcast because he is going to. We'll send him the zip it Well, he'll be chuckling. So uh, can I talk about Willie? Yes, yes, absolutely. Okay, so we have this young man who's been a part of uh, La Roca, a skateboarding ministry slash church community slash, I mean, just bringing young men and, and boys particularly, but also young women and girls in the skateboarding community to know Christ. And... I mean, his description of the worship service is like they skateboard, they pray a little bit, read a little bit of scripture, talk a little bit, and go skateboard some more. And I think it's awesome. But I have not seen him do skateboarding ministry. What I have watched him do is in every ministry site that we go to, whether it's a feeding program on a hill in a barrio or whether it's um, last night at the church we were at with young adults coming in, he lights up when he sees each person. He greets them as if they are Christ come to visit, and he brings them into the room. And so if you've ever worked with young adults in any culture, there are like two in every group that will move forward and be outgoing, and then there are four that will stand against the wall and hope that you leave them alone. And his ability to just, to just bring those kids forward to bring them into the room, into the conversation. Um, and he is a fairly young Christian, He's, but he is sharing the gospel and his ride home with the taxi driver. He's, I mean, he's really living it out, but the joy on the faces of small children and in, a, in an elementary support classroom <laughs> and uh, little kids playing with him and telling him their name and trying to say his name, and he brings people into the room in a way that honors and values them. And, and, and that dovetails perfectly with Fabiano and the church that is doing this amazing feeding ministry in Quito that has grown from uh, asking his wife to start a kindergarten on the wrong side of town where they were never going to make a profit, and it's become this amazing three-story church and the and the he's doing the same thing he's building ramps into the building to make sure that a worker injured 17 years ago in a fall at a construction site can be a part of the community in an easy way and that he works in the building with them because it's his home mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. it's it is about seeing the child of god latent in this created human being no matter what their circumstances are, seeing, seeing and trusting that, that that is there and that God will work and bring that out and that our job is just to love them till they know. And just, and yes, sometimes the love is notebooks and shoes for school mm -hmm. through E equals H and it's scholarships to make sure they can get a ride across town to the right school. Um, it's empowering the parents to be involved in their education program. It's empowering the children to get an education so that their life can look different in 20 years. And, and it's 
building ramps into the building and it's bringing that teenager who's standing at the corner with their eyes down into the middle of the room. Mm-hmm. It's fair prices. It's good work. It's singing hymns. Mm-hmm. It's, it's bringing the clergy together in the diocese to find new life in this community. Um, and it, it, none of it's easy in the background, but it is so powerful but it's powerful in the creative power of the God who says to Job, out of the whirlwind. When, when Job and his friends have complained for 38 chapters of the book of Job, I mean, they have complained in every possible way about God, and God chastises them for being wrong. And finally, God shows up in the whirlwind face-to-face with Job, and he doesn't say, Job, I could squash you like a, like a beetle. He says, where were you when I set the bounds of the ocean? When I raised the sun up in the sky, where were you when I helped the young lion find its food or fed the killdeer in, in its nest? This is a God who creates and makes new, and the gentle power of God to create new life in these places is being lived out in people here in ways that I think you have to come and see. And then my hope, my hope, and I think the hope of the program is that you would go home and see in your life the gentle power of God radiating in your own hands as a host of the divine power of the Holy Spirit at work in your life Mm. and that you are hosted all the time by unseen children of the living God. I don't know that there's anything more powerful than that. Preach! (laughs) (laughs) Amen. Amen. That's um, the the thread that I love that you've pulled out, and you haven't had a chance to to listen to the last two and a half seasons. But Harjito and I talk all the time about relationship, and that life is about relationship, and and all of those examples that you just laid out are are in relationship and in community. And people have said to me often, "I just there's such a feeling of community when we." get to do a short-term team and I've always been like well yeah because every we have everyone focused on trying to find God's fingerprints together and and we don't have that opportunity in the states because we have all these when or wherever you are because life happens and you have to do laundry and you have to do grocery shopping you have to go to work you have to fight traffic you have to all those things and so part of it is the joy of um of just being in a community that's seeking God together but I, I'm, I'm learning, and you know, 20 years in, I'm still learning that it's, it's more than just that. Of course, God being at the center is um, always helpful. Yes, <laughs> <laughs> very helpful in life. But it's, it's the love that binds that people are not afraid to show. Yeah. And, and I think in different circumstances, it's not as safe to show. Love, which of course comes from the source of life, and and we can do that, and and to be able to be in a place that we we get to witness people loving each other and loving each other well, and living out what it is that they say that they believe that they are loved and they are children of God, and therefore they have that love to share with with others. Yeah, and there's and I, I love that at the very beginning of the trip you explained the like I don't know what else to call it, but many sacraments of community. Mm-hmm 
that are such a part of the Ecuadorian culture that you have to learn them so you don't mess them up. So you greet everyone in the room when you come in and you greet everyone in the room before you leave. There is a real, I mean, I think there's something, there's something profound in that understanding of what we're doing that can, at least it can, right, make these little moments sacramental where it is, it is the minor graces of God that somehow reveal the major graces. I mean, I, that, but that when you taught us all that and it, to watch that time and time again, mm. Mm. <laughs> we don't necessarily do that in the <laughs> States. <laughs> well, we are thrilled to have you in country, to be a part of the short-term vision team. Thank you so much. Thank you for your time today. Thank you for your leadership in the diocese for all of us. Leadership is so incredibly important and valuable, and we deeply appreciate that. Thank you. And thank you guys for the amazing work that you're doing. Um, it, I, have, I have many stories of how these two are, are, are being Christ in the world in the name of education equals hope. Praise God. If you would mm-hmm. like to be a part of that, please go to educationalhope.org. Um, find out how you can be involved. Um, we have teams. We have internships. Come down and see. Um, of course, we always need the financial support in order to provide these micro scholarships to students in desperate and difficult situations. So if you'd like to do that, please um, look there. And thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for everything. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to our Hopecast. If you want to join the mission or know more about it, please visit our webpage, www.educationequalshope.org, or check our YouTube channel and Instagram with the same name.